Here I am, I have half an hour with Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. He sent me a few interesting topics that we could discuss as we begin Masechus Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Brat, Rabbi Dr. Brat, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Okay, okay. W- why don't we start with Rav Zevin's intro to the different topics that are going to be learned in Masechus Rosh Hashanah. So while I was looking around what about this this Masech Roshana, I came across Reb Zevin has in a, in a book review that Reb Zevin wrote about a sefer that I hope to get to. Um, he says that everyone knows in the yeshiva world that there's a Masech Suvis is known as Shas Katan, or the Maftech for Shas because it has so many different sugyas, not just relating to one or a few a few topics. It has multiple multiple topics. He says Rosh Hashanah, although it's not nearly as large as Masechus Ksuvis, it's the same thing. And he and he then he goes and he lists out. He says if you look carefully, you'll see there's a bunch of there's a bunch of sugyas. There's not not you get some agadah thrown in there. You have stuff that relates to Rosh Hashanah, the the Yamtif. Uh, we have Hilfus Shoifer in there. But besides for all that, you have seven blot that relate to Hilfus Kiddush which also goes off on, in the anim of Hilfus Edus. You have other aspects of Baltacher, Sugis that relate to Maestras, Karbanas, Tzedakah, even stuff related to Shvius. And he basically he lists out everything about it. And that's what makes this Masechta very Gishmak and Masechta because you, you, you're being exposed to a lot of different things that it's not just straight up um, one or two topics of um, let's say let's say in Beitza, which was just finished, is mostly Muktzah or Helfus Yamtif. Here it's much. There's a lot happening. Okay, that with that introduction, um, that that is introduction to his safe to the safe that he reviews, which we'll hopefully get to uh, later on. Yeah. Okay, so you want to dive right into the Rishonim now? Yeah. Rashi, yeah. Ramban. Okay. okay. So like every so basically like this every Masechta. When you want to know what um, I, I've mentioned this in the, uh, other times, if you want to know which are the svarim on a particular masechta, you pull out as a safer, although it's outdated, but it's still very useful. Called Sariah Elif from Menachem from Menachem Kasher, famous for his Tyre Shlema, where he has a list of all the rishonim that are on the masechta. When you pull out about masechta Roshana, you'll see there's a lot of rishonim. Okay, but I want to just focus on very very quickly about a few aspects of a few different. Um, lesser known things relating to this. First, like every other Masechta, not every Masechta and Shas, but most Masechta and Shas, we have Rashi. Masechta's Roshana is one of the Masechta's that we have what's called, um, for lack of a better word, we have an academic version of Rashi on Masechta's Roshana. What is that? Um, Rashi was printed, as we know, many, many times. There's numerous manuscripts of Rashi. Stuff crept into Rashi over the years, um, because it was printed so many times, and, and since it exists in so many different manuscripts, it's very hard. Sometimes, they handle, try to discuss what is, did Rashi really say it, or stuff like that, or stem. If you go back to manuscripts, sometimes you see that it's not always the way it, it's preserved in the print. So there was a project that was started a bunch of years back. Different people work on it. Different people did different messages. One is a fellow, Dr. Aaron Erend, from Yiddish put out a few different Masechtas. One of them is Masechtas Rosh Hashanah, where there's two goals. One is, the goal is to preserve what is the manuscript editions of Rashi. And second is also, based on all this, a running in-depth commentary where he goes through Al-Pipshat, 
everything about Rashi on the Masechta. So that's one tool that's not available on Tzorim and Masechtas, but Rosh Hashanah it is. Okay, that's number one. Would you compare number it at two. all to the Biure Rashi from Masechta? Totally different. It's much different, but he does, by Rosh Hashanah, I'm not sure if he did, because he could be the Rosh Hashanah before it was out, but in, he just recently completed Sukkah, and Sukkah he does use, he says it in the, in the introduction, he, sp- he spells out that he used the art scroll and he used um, Sifta, but he's focused on Pshat, but he, he uses whatever he could get to get what he feels is the Pshat. On, on Rashi. Okay. Excellent. Okay, that's uh, Rashi. What it's else? An interesting tool. Many times people ask, uh, you know, where is the, if there's such a thing, and it's good to know that it exists on Rashi. Okay, that's number one. Number two is unique to this Masechta, we, don't ha- we virtually don't have this on any other Masechta, is that in the 1860s, an interesting Sefer came to print. What was that? It was the Rambam, the Chidush, 1866 to be exact, the Rambam on Masechta's Rosh Hashanah. We don't have on too many Masechtas, we don't have on any Masechta a whole Rambam's Perushim. And at that time, I don't think there was any Perushim of the Rambam on a particular Masechta. We have the Yad Chazaka, we have his Perush of Mishnah, but not a Perush on the Gemara. Um, later on, it seems it was printed a bunch of times. At one point, um, let's say in the 1880s, I believe it was, it was printed in Yushalayim, and you could see from the list of subscribers, the Gedalim were interested. They subscribed to buy it, to Rishulay Diskin, many others. And they were excited to have a Chibra the Rambam. Now, what's exciting about it is, is because we have the Yad Chazaka. Here we see if, if it's really authentic, that it's the Rambam, how the Rambam learned different sugyas, not only the bottom line, which is sometimes what you get from his Yad Chazaka. Yes, we do have his Chuvis, which a lot of times he does explain how he gets his conclusions, but here you have it, Persh. Like everything else, there's always, it comes discussion. If it's authentic, it's not. Pretty much it seems that it is the Rambam. At one point, the Chashev Galatianer Yid Rav Yukasil Chemelhar wrote a parish on it, discussing it at length. And I would say that most people seem to hold that it really is authentic today. It's something that's um, available today? Yeah, I'm saying you, Hebrew Books has a bunch of different editions of it, so it's free downloadable. Free online. Amazing. Yeah, it does it now. It does not speak about every single Sugiyam Rosh Hashanah, but there is material there. Um, one one last point that relates to this parish is that we see the Rambam that he also gave shiurim in regular in Gemara. And this is a in recent years, there's been discoveries of manuscript material in the Gniza, the Cairo Gniza and other places, which shows the Rambam, we have shiurim, so to speak, of the Rambam, his shir. As a matter of fact, a fellow from the from Kailu in Panovich, just Mamish, right before Sukkot came out, um, a sefer which has in it some shiurim of the Rambam. So here also these are chedushim of the Rambam as opposed to his halachas. Okay, that's number. That's an interesting thing okay. about sefer Number Next. two, Rambam. Th- there's um, so when you look at the list, you'll see today we're very spoiled. You go to the, any local base medrash and you'll see there's a ritva rajra Ramban on the masechta. Okay, but it wasn't always like that. For example, the Ramban was printed once in 1791 for the first time. Up till then, they never had it. We say, no, Chreinim had the Ramban until 1791. Now, okay, but when you, and when you learn it, it's very important. But he was quoted, right? No, this far and prior. We have the Molchamas. We have the Molchamas, but we don't have the Chedusha Ramban, which also a lot of times is new material and very important material. No, but even besides the Molchamas, wasn't he quoted in other Rishonim, maybe the Ritva and others? 
but, but as bit. we're gonna see, we're gonna see that the Rajra and Ritva also weren't available at the time. So I'm uh -huh. just going in order of, of them. Okay. So the Rambat, there, there was another Chibur, which is first printed in 1868, a fascinating Chibur. It's known as the Drusha of the Ramban to Rosh Hashanah. Incredible, incredible discovery. Um, today it's available in multiple works. Um, one, the most critical, the best edition is from Rav Katzen He was, I think, the son-in-law of Ramesha Herschler and the Herschler Rambans, as it's called. Um, it's with an extensive beer. And this drasha has a Galata material on Masechus Rosh Hashanah, uh, relating to the Chag Rosh Hashanah, and plenty of halachic material relating to Shaifa. So, How long is this drasha and how's it broken up? Oh, it's very interesting you ask that question because this is a very long drasha. How in the world? Did, so we, one second. Where did he say this, Trasha? In a nutshell, is that after Saif Yom of the Ramban, after he had the famous debate, he left Spain. In the 18th, it, it sounds like it's in the 1267 he gets to Eretz Yisrael. He dies pretty much, we're, we're assuming, at 1270. So somewhere in those last three years, in Akko, in Eretz Yisrael, there was some type of a Jewish community there, who other Rishayinim we know about, and he gave this drasha. And this drasha is fascinating. There's unbelievable material in here. However, just, um, just to, um, as time is short, the... the um, there's, there's been recent... There's been recent fascinating discussions on every aspect of this sign, a article from a fellow Shalom Yalom, and also from a, 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 a fellow, a, a Dr. Yisraeli, in his recent book on the Ramban, they deal, with, they deal with it, it's authentic, it's real, and what's interesting is, how did the Ramban have time to say this drasha? This drasha took hours. They, the higher they, so someone, I once heard someone said, it must be that they didn't have such, they didn't daven as, their davenings weren't as long as our davenings in many kihilas today. But others say it could be that. Maybe he said it in a few different parts. And then when he printed it, he put it together. Okay. Then anyway, he said it on Rosh Hashanah? It sounds like he said it on Rosh Hashanah. From, even from the way it is, it sounds like this was said on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, but we don't know. We Lamaisa don't know historically exactly what time he said it, what day he said it, how he said it, but that's full up to speculation. Anyway, it's an interesting thing to know because it relates to this Masechta. It has a very important material for the third and fourth Prakim. Has it broken up? It's it, the question is how it's broken up is really the printers decide to break it up to make it user friendly. Does that, but it's it's a very gishmaka safer on Rosh Hashanah Bechlal, but it's not like it's not a light. Safer, it's the Ramban. So obviously there's Kabbalah in there also, and whatever. Okay. Next is the Rajba. So the Rajba also, the first time the Rajba was printed was way back in the in the um I forget what was the exact year. Hold on. 1720. Oh, so yeah, 1720 is the first time the Rajba was printed on Mastechtis Rosh Hashanah. Then it's not printed for a very long time. Turns out that even when it was printed in 1720, now we know it was a short version of the Rajput. It wasn't complete. So even if someone did have that 1720 version, which most people did not, it was not complete. Only about 25, 35 years ago did they first discover the, a completer, a much more complete version of the Rajba. And then a few years later, more and more and more. And if you buy the Meister of Cook edition of the Rajba today, you're, you now will have a massive Heber on the Masechta with excellent footnotes, it must be pointed out from Arav from Professor or Arav Dimitrovsky. Okay, next, the last reason to discuss relating in this group is the Ritva. The Ritva is first printed in 1858, so it comes out from all this that, for the most part, from the time of the printing press until 
very late, they didn't have the Rishayim, it wasn't so accessible, and even sometimes when they were, they, they, it wasn't, even if, let's say I'm saying 1720, the Rajma, they didn't have it. So if you want to learn Masech Roshan in those days, it was pretty hard. One last reason to mention, because it's uh, it's unique to this Masech, is a Hebrew from the from the Rashbat, who wrote the Chuvas Tajvah, it's famous. Um, in 1744, it's printed on Rosh Hashanah, but it's pretty much not known, but it's a beautiful useful Hebrew, but it's not as extensive, let's say, as the Rajba, but again, it has valuable, valuable material to know about these Rishayim on the Masechta. There are others, I'm just mentioning some highlights because these have um, interesting things about them, so that's why I, I chose to talk about them. Obviously, okay. there's the Okay, now let's move into um, as time goes. We have the regular Achrayim, right? You have Pnei Shua and the Rach Lener, so, the so, 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 so like a lot of Mayim Masechtas, you have such as the Pnei Yeshua, you have um, the Archimner, you have the Sfasemes, these are all great. I'm sorry for Yeah, yeah, you have all these Achreinim and many more that today in different Kvatsim that put out different things, you know, they find another few blah from him, another few blah, all are useful, all are great. Um, now, which Sefer would I say was the one of the first Svarim that was, if let's say, Achreinim, and they didn't have most of the Rishayim, as you'll see in a minute, as we already mentioned. One Achrin to worth mentioning was an Achrin called Zera Yisrael, virtually not known even till today, but you could get it on Hebrew books, a great parish on Masechtas, Rosh Hashanah, a thorough Hebrew Apipshat. What, what type of parish? Actually, Pshat, Pshat, but interestingly, a real Litvak before Litvaks became a thing, but he's from Lithuania. Okay, anyway, this Sefer was supposed to be reprinted many years ago, um, and it still has not been. I don't know what happened. I, someone over 20 years ago, I contacted me about it, and it never happened. But it's good to know today, because you have Hebrew books, so it's easy to access. Those days, it was a very rare Sefer. And one more time, what's it called? Zera Yisrael. Okay. Okay. Now, that's printed in 1736. So until 1736, there's no real Hebrew on the Comes along 1752, the Pnei Yeshua prints his Sefer. Okay, very good. Next, when's the next um, development is a Sefer, which we'll get back to. And then comes the Turi Evan, 1781. Shagas prints it himself so towards the end of his life. And this Sefer is a Mapecha. It becomes the go-to Sefer on the Masechta. Unbelievable Chibur in Amkos and everything. And of course, today we have this, um, um, this massive work from a fellow in Lakewood, hundreds of pages with thousands of footnotes to be on uh, Irish um, every tag of the Sefer. Um, it's an 800, almost an 800 page version from Mahon Shargas Arya in Lakewood. This is from Rabbi Chaim Weissman, right? Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. Um, he contacted me when he, by Yuma, he had his terrace Yuma that he sent me. But he hasn't reached out about the. Anyway, it's a beautiful job. Is it available? I think it is. I bought. The, I got this relatively recent. Um, but what's important is not important. What you see very interesting is how all the Achrayim afterwards. Everyone was handling the Torah. Okay. Now, I um, I well, I just want to point out relating to that one interesting thing. There's a there's a Chibur which exists in numerous numerous manuscripts and different versions called Kesser Reich. Um, most recently, it was printed with a very catchy title, um, But it's all the versions of, the, of a Sefer called Kesser Reich. These are conversations that Rechaim Velazhen had with his Talmidim. In one of the things, it says, Amar Hagra al Hagoin Bal Shargis Aryeh, Shumarbe Bepilpul. 
And then it says, For some reason, and um, without getting barichos into it, I always took it as that the gra was saying something like a little negative about that the shagasari is into pilpul, whatever, stuff like that. Now, without getting into what the word pilpul means and what pilpul and what it really means, I just would like to point out that I noticed something very interesting. I'm looking How about at the, the other way? The Shagasari's response that the guns might yeah. be plot also? Yeah. yeah, but that 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 I understand. The Groth would have held at the Mila, possibly. But but my 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 question was, I'm looking all of a sudden at the Muraimi Sada on, on Masechus Rosh Hashanah, and every piece is handling what say for the Turi Evan. I would find it very interesting. Muraimi Sada is from the from the Natsiv Valojan and yeah. the, these are the Shiurim of the Natsiv in Yeshiva's Valojan. Kind of very interesting and strange that this is the Sefer that he's going to be quoting the whole time. The Sefer, he, there's no doubt he knew that this Rukhain Valojan of Hashem Obviously, it doesn't mean the pilpul, the negative pilpul that we associate with pilpul, and that's the Pshar and the Grah, but I'm just pointing this out. Um, very interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, all this, these, so come, so the Zeri Yisrael, the Pnei Yeshua, the Tori Evan, these are the the Achreinim, and they pr- pretty much the Pnei Yeshua, especially the Tori Evan, they remain for the next very long time, over a hundred years, I would say, the main Achreinim on the Masechda. Okay, there's an interesting sefer. Up till now, we discussed Masechda's Rosh Hashanah, but I mentioned already earlier on, there's a few blad in Rosh Hashanah that talk about and 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 now when you learn these blat, so pretty much for for centuries, probably, and even currently, even when once Dafyami began, people learned these blat and they didn't understand it as well. Why? Because you have to have some understanding of astronomy. Now, I'm not. The Pnei Yeshua and the Torah, they don't really discuss the astronomical aspects of the sugyas that relate to astronomy, which Rishayim did. But in 1778, there was an excellent sefer written called the Carbon Ratios on the Masechta from a Chashev Agoy, a Galatian, I guess maybe called him Galatian or whatever, I don't know. He traveled in multiple, in many different places. I'm not sure if he could really call him a Galatianer, but some people like to call him a Galatianer. He was a tremendous guy in Rabbi Yehuda Magolis, a prolific writer. Now he wrote this Gavaldika Sefer on Masechus Rosh Hashanah, available again on Hebrew books, Carbon Ratios. He prints it in 1778. Now, when did I say the Turi Evans printed? In 1781. So he only has the Pnei Yeshua and he uses the Pnei Yeshua. He quotes him a lot and he handles it and gives him Merdika covet. So you see the immediate acceptance of the Pnei Yeshua because it's, Pnei Yeshua was only printed right before that. And the Shagas Arye is a very important safer for him, but the Turi Evan he didn't have, so he didn't quote. Okay, but why, why am I bringing him up? He has a whole section where he deals with the astronomical, the astronomy sugyas bi'iyun, al pi yeda in astronomy in the Masechta. He was very into this topic, but, and I, would, I wanted to stress that He's even quote his sefer comes out in 1778 when he, he's already quoting a, a key rishon in the sugya of astronomy is a sefer called Yisaid Ailam, which if you learn the sugyas of let's say the datelines or other aspects of it, he's a very important sefer a Talmud of the Rush, and 
this sefer when does it come printed from manuscript in 1777 and he's already using it even in his sefer what what's the shot shot is that it's a, i call that i call i have such um, that in today today's day and age we have such people a lot of such people a lot of from yidin they're they're what i call astronomy junkies they're very into all the sugyas that relate to astronomy, zmanim, anything that could do with it, and there's many of them. They have shiur, there's, there's, they have um, um, forums, and they have shiurim between each with each other, and they're online. Many of them, and they learn the sugyas. Mamish out of sight. One such sefer is a such one such fellow. He's a, he's a tam and holding in many different areas, but he wrote a sefer recently. It's called Hichach Maschem. His name is Rav Yoel Shila. It's a very nice safer if someone wants to get to understand astronomy. And when you're learning Rosh Hashanah, you'll see there's a, there's a bunch of them, small ones. This is a very thorough safer, and there's many, many more um, written all types. And and, uh, and even you see in the Askamas of the different Hasheva experts, one such expert um, I always like to talk about um, is a, a very Hasheva Askama, is Rav Zalman Koren, another Hasheva Tamar, I'm very into these type of topics. Um, and this is a useful tool to understand these blocks. So already this safer carbon ratios, I don't know if there's, I'm not sure if, how many other achreinim handled those sugyas. He's one of the earliest achreinim on the block to handle these type of sugyas. And there's many such stories. Just to mention, our, the great doyen of our generation, Rukhain Kanievsky, he has a safer called Shekel HaKadosh, similar to his Derech Amuna style, which is Be'iun about Kiddush HaKadosh. And he also went to learn through the sugyas of astronomy well with different chavrusas. And he brings a fascinating thing from the Chazanish, that if the Rambam included this material of how the calendar works and everything like that, it becomes taira. And if you learn it, it's regular taira, even though the Rambam took it from Goyim. But this is a whole schmooze of its own right and whatever. Okay. So those are some of the... Um, those are some of the interesting Achrenim. things. And now, just to move a drop closer to. Are you pointing out that if you would have seen Turi Evan, Turi Evan would have been used for astronomy or no? No, I'm, I'm saying is that Turi Evan doesn't handle those sugyas too much. He, you know why? I have no idea why. No idea. I, I, I assume, again, I'm not assuming that Turi Evan didn't know astronomy. Some of the Gedolim did not, even until today, some people, it's very hard. You have to have a more mathematical mind. You have to understand it well. It doesn't talk. I'm not saying the Turi Evan. I have no idea. I would assume he did understand it. He was he was one of he was one of the greatest of all. So I would assume he did have, but whatever. Okay. Anyway, I just would like to talk about three, very fast, um, three more, as I think time will allow to just talk very fast about three more. Um, um, one is uh, um, probably almost unknown, safe on the Masechta, called Tyrus Mordechai. It's from a Rav Mordechashatz. It's a Litvish Sefer. This person wrote his Sefer through the Mordechai. He'd say the Mordechai has a, and they turn to the back, Gemara is the Mordechai. Through that, he deals with most of the Masechta. Fascinating Sefer. Very unknown, printed in 1901. He's the son of the great Rameir Yaina, one of the great Gedalim of Lita of the generation before that, um, who wrote a massive Chibar on the Eter and others. A fascinating Sefer, but Again, today, thanks to Hebrew books, you have access to it at click of a button. Um, until a few years ago, it wasn't available. But it's, I think even though it's available with the click of a button, I think it's virtually unknown. Okay, now, one more safer, which is very well known for the Lamdanim of the Masechta, is a safer called Truas Melech. 
Okay, I, so I would like to just very, speak very briefly about the Shuras Melech. The author, his name was Rabbi Yosef Zusmanovitz. Rabbi Yosef Zusmanovitz was killed in the Holocaust by the Nazis. Who was he? So, um, again, in recent years, there's been more discussion about him, especially um, there's been a um, there's been more recent history, uh, academic history, and not only academic history, more interest in the history of the yeshiva world before World War II. Um, two recent books that deal with it. One is a book from Benzin Kalabansky, another book from a Shlomo Tukachinsky. Shlomo Tukachinsky wrote about Slobotka and Kalabansky wrote more about the yeshiva world before World War II. This Rabbi Yosef Zosmanovich, he was the son-in-law of the Rosh Hashiva of Slobodka, Ramesha Martevsky. He was born in Yerushalayim. He ends up coming to Lita. He becomes a Talmud, amongst others, of Ramesha Martevsky. Ramesha Martevsky is fascinated by him. He takes him as his son-in-law, and he, and, he's, and, he, and he has a following in Yeshiva Slobodka. Um, he wanted him to become his successor, but that didn't go over well. Politics dealt with in these books. Not getting into all the aspects of it, but it seems it was it was Levitic, like many other politics in, in, in different fights of these types. He ends up, he Raja Mark Epstein was also the Rosh Hashiva, besides being Rosh Hashiva, Slobodka, he was the Rav of Slobodka. So at least he wanted, when he was leaving Teretz Yisrael, that he should be the Rav. So he was actively the Rav of Slobodka for a period of time, but it seems that also didn't work out. Eventually he goes and becomes a Rav in a different Chashava Kehila nearby. Sadly, he's killed by the Nazis with his family. Now, this Sefer is an incredible, incredible Sefer. Um, Lumdis, but it's written in a Simonim type style. Um, 76 Simonim. And this is the, when I began in the beginning with Rav Zevin, that he has a book review on a Sefer related to Masechus Hashanah, it's this Sefer. Rav Zevin writes how the Sefer is mamash unbelievable. It's mamash unbelievable when you read, when you go learn it. It handles, again, a lot of um, Turi Evan, but it's not written in a shat type Sefer focusing on the Cheshbainis in a particular Sugyas, similar to, let's say, the Pnei Yeshu or the Turi Evan. It's written in Simonim style. Like, so one could find different Sugyas that you want to learn more being, and you can pull out and learn a similar two from him. Let's say you want to learn, he has a two samanim about fasting and Rosh Hashanah. So it's not, there's not so much Gemara about it, but it comes up, he has some samanim about it. But it's an excellent safer. Rezevan already points out, just to mention very um, um, one um, um, Zaytika thing, side point with the safer. Somehow in the safer, he, he starts talking about if you're allowed to go back to Spain. Um, there's a famous thing if there's a harem to go back to Spain after the Gerush. Somehow it comes up in a, in a, in the, in a, in a piece of Rav Zosmanovich and um, about it. And there, and Rav Zevin writes the interesting thing. He says, Agav Kedai, it's Kedai to be Mavar, historically, is there really a, such a cheir? He says, if you look in Sefer HaPaiskim and the Chuvas, there's no zecher for this cheir that we all know about. It's a Messiah's Palpeh and... Um, and it requires clarification. This, um, just to mention, to throw it out there, a friend of mine um, got very fascinated by this topic and he ended up researching it, wrote a, wrote a few ser a series of articles about it. And a uh, Yishamli uh, friend of mine named Yechil, Rabbi Yechiel Goldover, and he ended up putting, we ended up publishing a whole, a whole safer of his on the topic about going back to Spain, if there's a, such a cheirim, et cetera. What was the name again? It come comes from a footnote. What was the name again? Rabbi Gil Goldover, and the safer is called Kunditan. 
interesting name. Obviously, when you see the name Kundatam the Swarm Story, you're not necessarily going to pick it up because what, what in the world does that same thing mean? But it happens to have uh, two historical so yes, one of them is the story of going back to Spain. Okay. Um, hold on one more second. To the Sri Deesh, who knew him, who was a Talmud mover by Ramesha Murthy Epstein, writes about him also amazing things. And he was, it seems, a great, great guy. Okay. Now, just to be Messiah, with one last safer, because the, today there's many Heintikas Farm on the Masech, I'm just going to mention one. It's called Zichrain Trua. It's written by Rabbi Yitzhak Shilat, Ritzak Shilat is famous for being an expert in the Rambam Svarim, in the manuscripts of the Rambam. He printed uh, Api manuscript, all the, all the, the whole Yad Chazaka, the Igris of the Rambam, and many other works. So one of the Svarim he put out is a Iyun intense sefer, seven, eight hundred pages on the third parak of the Masechta, the Iyun of the Hilfa Shaifra, all the Rishainim. And to end with an anecdote relating to this, he says, that he was learning, the, he was working on the Sefer in the 70s, and he had a Shvera, he was trying very hard to understand, he's a Mizrahi, a Mizrahi Rosh Hashiva, and he was, at that time, I'm not sure if he was Rosh Hashiva, or he was time, he was time learning, and he came across the Chazanish and Sugius in Hilchus, Shaifer, that he couldn't understand, so he went down, he slept down to Bnei Brak, those days it wasn't like today, it's so easy to go. He went down to Mebrak, and for him it's a different world. He's a different person from the, he's from the Mizrahi world to go to Mebrak in the 70s. And he went to the famous letterman Shul, and he asked, he wants to know who could he speak to about the Chazanish. He told him there's a Yid, Rabbi Gedalia Nadu, one of the great Gedalia Talmudim of the Chazanish. And he goes and, he, and they become very close. He becomes a Talmud of this Gedalia Nadu. And it all started from to understand Havana in this. The Chazanisha Shita on themselves. Anyway, this is some of the highlights of this some was of the. Before he wrote the Sefer, after he wrote the Sefer. It's while he was working on the Sefer. While he was writing the Sefer. Very interesting. Anyway, okay. The Sefer has been reprinted a few times. It's called Zechon Shua. Anyway, okay. Akapanam, that's to sum up the, in a nutshell Beautiful. some of the interesting okay. things. Thank you very okay. much for this. We'll have to do this again. I'm sure there's plenty more to talk about. So maybe the next Masech. <laughs> They're coming up. They're coming up quickly. Maybe stop appearing now for the next one. Uh oh. Okay. Let's say the gamma.